Yo, I'm Will. Welcome. I call this little experiment anything is everything. This has got to be called something. The intention here is to share interesting, courageous, enlightening, vulnerable, strange, silly conversations to uh, maybe hopefully inspire something in you. All right, cool. Bye. Yeah. All right. Good to see you, bro. <laughs> Good to see you. Thanks. <laughs> okay, that's a great intro. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Sometimes I'm a goblin and it's good to see you. Right on. I should probably leave that. Yeah. Hey, what's up, folks? I'm here with Dr. Allen. <laughs> he is a acupuncturist, doctor of traditional Chinese medicine. He is a fairly talented judoka. Jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah, lots of jiu-jitsu. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought he did judo. Nope. Jiu-jitsu. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Okay. Yeah. And uh, average archer. And an average archer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so not true. I'm sure you're, like, on point. I'm all right. I, you know, the arrows go generally where I, I ask them <laughs> to, which is nice. Yeah. What's, like, what's, like, the farthest distance you've hit, like, accurately? Uh, it depends on what you're talking about. With, like, a traditional bow, like, no sights. Mm. Um to my own horn at one point I won like a like at a provincial level um, I won like a distant shot piece and you know like maybe like 80 or 90 yards I hit a $20 bill oh wow yeah that's pretty sweet yeah that but I mean so good yeah I won the 20 bucks too got a little 20 trophy. bucks I got, a little, I got a little trophy and 20 bucks it was pretty awesome yeah we're not talking like I mean you know I am not on like an uh, Olympic archery uh-huh. you know team or anything but uh-huh. I can shoot I, I enjoy shooting it's fun yeah yeah beautiful yeah what do you get out of uh, like your warrior practices so like the martial arts and the archery like why do you keep going back I think I mean I I really love jujitsu Jiu-jitsu did a lot for me in terms of, um, it's a sport where you, I mean, you're playing the grappling game where you're playing like, I'm going to put you in a place where I'm going to break something of yours, Mm -hmm. unless you say, don't, please, and then I say, okay, (laughs) (laughs) or I strangle you. And both of those things, like, you know, are really, you know based on the concept of like making somebody submit and and you know obviously there are martial sort of pieces to that but it checks the ego so incredibly right Uh like you know i have been tapped out by like 120 pound girls that are like wicked at jujitsu and they will strangle me nine times out of ten and you know that there's an ego piece to that, to like submitting to the will of another human being, being like, I am begging for mercy, right? I'm begging for my life here. That really keeps you humble. And, you know, I think that's an important piece. Mm-hmm. The other aspect, it's, you know, it is uncomfortable when somebody is trying to like take your body and make you do forced yoga, right? You know, mm-hmm. I'll stretch this. Like, and, there's aspects of that that teach you how to learn to use breath and relax the body and keep the mind calm. And those trans have, have translated for me into like the outside realm, right? Where it's like when there is pressure, I've noticed that my body goes into jujitsu mode where I'm like mm. deep breath, calm, like, wait a second, what are we doing? Cause you can't freak out when somebody's like taking your back or somebody's like, you know, working a, a chokehold or something. You can't just be like, ah, cause you, it will be over. Right. Yeah. 
believe me, I've done this many times. It does not work. You must stay calm. You got to like keep it together, right? And so those things have always like it has fed more stuff, you know. Like I use the practice of jujitsu and martial arts more so to be in a place of like real peace and calm. Mm-hmm. It's nice. To, I mean, for me. I remember distinctly, like, there was a moment where, you know, we'd gone out to a club one night, and, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, 2.30 in the morning or whatever, like, everybody out, you've had enough fun, and, you know, was going back to the car, and there was a really drunk guy, and he was in my face shouting how he was the pit bull. I think he was, you know, I think he was mentally unstable, I think he was homeless, like, there was just stuff there, right? But he's a bigger dude, and I remember, you know, being in a place where I was really scared because I didn't know what to do with that, right? Uh-huh. And it had been before I trained any martial arts, and I recognize now that like I'm not in the same place. Not that I'm like, you know, cocksure and like, well, I can deal with anything, but I'm comfortable. Like that that energy and that sort of like scenario doesn't make me fearful anymore. And that's a really beautiful thing because, you know, out of fear always comes like really terrible decisions, right? And being in a place, especially jiu-jitsu, I really like because it's not a striking art. So it's, you know, you can hold somebody and you can subdue them, but you do not have to make them suffer. You don't have to break their nose. Like it's, you can put somebody to sleep with a relative amount of control and mercy where like, listen... You were out of line. Bad things were happening. You were doing something that you definitely shouldn't be doing, and we need to stop that. Mm-hmm. But you can do that without, like, hurting them. And I, I kind of like that about it. I mean, they call it the gentle art, and I think it's... I mean, now, listen, you break their arm, that's a different deal. But mm-hmm. most things, you know, are really, you know, control-based and, and have a, a place in terms of being able to be calm. So I think, you know, the reason that I keep going back to these things is that focus of mind same thing with archery you know like when you're shooting arrows if you have any distraction in your mind it shows up in the arrow right because you know to be still and calm and to you know hold your body correctly and like focus your breathing and allow like all the mechanics of like the shot to happen when the little voice in the back is like yeah but what about rent and this person you it's all over the place you can see that you're not focused and it doesn't feel the same way but when you're like in the zone and you're yeah i mean it's like anything like playing guitar or art or whatever right when you're in the zone you can tell that you're like really like there mm-hmm. and i think that the practice of like learning to like take all of the mental chatter and understand it's happening recognize it and then learn how to let it go and be like okay but i'm gonna find stillness anyway right i mean mm-hmm. th- that is the practice right mm-hmm. so you know all of those things, you know, sort of translate into the same thing. I mean, I mean even if you say, okay, I don't want to do martial arts, but I want to learn how to meditate, you're, you're doing the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I think I keep coming back to it because I need it, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, beautiful. What do you think that same thing is? Because it's like on one hand, it's like, you know, that like flow state yeah. right, of being in, but that there's also something to like training that like, fight or flight response Mm. you know and one kind of helps the other I think well I mean I think that you know the fight or flight aspect for sure is fear you know that Mm. aspect of like you know and that doesn't have to be like oh the drunk guy's coming at me or the bear's chasing me it can be oh I'm unsure about you know 
the job or I'm unsure in my mm-hmm. relationship or I'm unsure in whatever. Like fear, you know, that classic piece, like there's only two things in life, right? There's there's love and there's fear. Mm-hmm. And all of our our emotions and all of our, our pieces stem out of that, right? So the the mastering of the mind is really coming into a place of allowing fear to dissipate, to recognize that it doesn't have power and to like put a place of love on that, right? Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, anybody that, you know, anybody who has gotten to a place of, of real mastery, whether it's, you know, in martial arts or whatever, there's an aspect of, of um, peace about them. You can feel it, eh? Yeah. You know, you can see like, like real mastery, doesn't matter what it is, you're like, wow, you can see that like they're in a different place. And I'm convinced that has an aspect to do in terms of love. Whether they're consciously, mm. you know, you know, have that intention or not, I, I really feel like that is the place, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're disturbed, even if you're a master at something, it shows, right? Because you're not in that place of like real centeredness, right? Mm. That's really cool. I've never <clears throat> yeah, I've never kinda of identified or compared that like flow state to just to love hmm. that's really cool do you make that up no not at all <laughs> you know I've been studying A Course in Miracles for a while now as a student of Course in Miracles and I really oh, okay. there's a, do you know Course in Miracles no I don't there's I mean without getting into it too much but the the base concept is that you know um, we all come from source in terms of consciousness and that as a result of that concept of separation there's a lot of guilt and fear and like kind of the human condition you mm-hmm. know I think you'd look at like the you know the the religious concept of like original sin right everybody's oh he's, you're bad coming out he's like it, and that's that same sort of like guilt and fear and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff and um, the idea being that that doesn't really exist but the place that we're at here in terms of like this place of consciousness that we find ourselves is an aspect in terms of like that separation and Mm. the the reason we all have like the fear that oh my god am I going to get enough love am I loved all all the stuff right that we all sort of inherently go through that idea of like there is only love and fear and Mm. so all the things that are unpleasant is definitely stemming out of an aspect of fear Mm. and generally because you feel like you are going to lose something that you love and cherish or you are not going to get something that you want as love and cherishing, mm-hmm. right? And so all of those pieces in terms of fear drive that place of, of you know, what, you, what you'd consider bad actions or unwanted actions, whatever. They're all just fear-based. And so the base concept in A Course in Miracles is that you find forgiveness for that right Mm. and you really work on that and there are deeper pieces to it in terms of the idea that okay I'm experiencing like the dream unto myself and as you know sort of a a group consciousness we're all doing the same thing so our interaction plays a role for you and it plays a role for me but you are a reflection of what's happening to me internally right so Mm. to go down to that road like why do you have certain discord with some people and not others and they bring certain things to the table is because you're both going through aspects of life lesson and kind of meshing up Mm -hmm. and I you know so I think that you know for me that's been like a really big focus in terms of like recognizing that everything in my life is directly um, related to love or fear 
mm-hmm. right? And the concept of forgiveness kind of frees that up, right? Mm-hmm. That forgiving yourself for having aspects of fear, forgiving others for acting out of fear, you know, like there's nothing better than like justified anger. Oh my God, isn't that sweet and delicious? Somebody wrongs you, you can be like, and you're a dickhead. And yeah, I don't have to forgive you because look at what you did to me, right? Uh-huh. You are bad. But the idea is that like, you know, everybody is worthy of forgiveness and the concept of like it's been interesting too of like really like getting into that idea like because you know when you say okay everybody's worthy of forgiveness you're like yeah but there's some like dark stuff out there like you can't forgive everything and that's been an interesting piece in terms of like for example like listen somebody kidnaps and murders a child does horrible things right you can't forgive those individual actions because right. they're, you know, like they're so deep rooted in terms of like, that's, it's not right. Like you can't just be like, that's okay. Right. You know, like it's not yeah. like you took my parking spot. Like it's, it's a different level. But the forgiveness piece comes into a place of like understanding the deep rooted fear right. that that person is acting out of. Uh-huh. Right. So you can say like, all right, obviously they are looking to control of their terrified of certain things they need to like right there's there's you can walk down the psychology of whatever that is but all of it stems into that place of like fear not getting enough love we're going to lose love that i have right whatever that comes out as and you don't need to like forgive the individual action but you need to forgive the brokenness internally and if you really do the work you can recognize that you have the same brokenness now it doesn't mean that you'd like you know do the same action but again, you say like all of those pieces in terms of like given the same scenarios and setups, right? right. All the same life experiences, all the same sort of like pressures. Yeah. Could you go to that place and like, you know, nobody likes to say it. Nobody yeah. likes to be like, uh, if given all the right circumstances, I probably could go to that place as well. There, there could be enough pressure that would drive me into like that brokenness. Yeah. And that's a, you know, you know, you swallow that pill a little bit and be like, man, that's, you're (laughs) talking about some, some painful concepts. But to get past that, I think, you know, people say, well, like, not me. It's like, fair enough. You have experience in your life and sort of like there are base pieces of who you are that um, you feel like you could conquer that demon, if you will. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not make the bad choice. Stay in the moral path. And I think that that comes from the aspect of falling down and knowing yourself and being in a place where you've gone through some of the forgiveness. So I don't think it's fair to say that like you couldn't go there. Right. You couldn't perhaps you couldn't go there based on the work that you've done to like develop yourself as a person and the choices that you've made and the way that you like recognize aspects of like love and fear and all that sort of stuff. Okay, right. fair enough. You can't do it at this moment, even with external pressure. Yeah. But not having had those lessons or tools and then put into the same scenario given that same piece you can recognize well I can see how somebody would go down there and you know you don't have to use such dark examples but you can say like listen given one person's life who has really great parents they're super supportive and they're, they're on top of stuff and like they they foster all of the confidence that you need and you have somebody who generally makes really good decisions and then you have somebody who grows up in a really broken home has like really strong socioeconomic pressures and like they end up making poor choices mm-hmm. does that make them a bad person or does that make them a product of their environment and so 
no matter what they choose, you still have to recognize that they've made the same sort of like choices that we constantly struggle with, but it's displayed itself in a different way. Mm-hmm. So short story long, I suppose, you know, that idea that, you know, to find a place where you can really practice forgiveness allows the freedom out of the aspect of fear, mm. right? That's tricky, eh? Because like I said, it all justified anger. Yeah. So delicious, yeah. right? You know, but that's a, you know, I've been really looking at that. That's been like a big driving piece for me for a while now. And it makes so much sense, yeah. right? You know, that idea that, like, you know, everybody wants love. Everybody really tries to display it. We all, you know, in some way try to, like, attain it and, dis- and share it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, like, you know, people who professionally have gone into, like, a healing art, there is a deep-rooted desire to help people, right? And, uh, you know, I think it's interesting recognizing like you know kind of people's journey right that's a big piece in terms of like practitioners of like understanding that like sometimes you'll get people that come in and they aren't really ready to change they want change but they're not ready to like let some stuff go mm-hmm. or swallow some truths about themselves or make the the you know um commitment to do something different because they're scared there's fear there right and they will come and see you and then they kind of like disappear and then they come back and they disappear, um, you know, or they they just fight the, the change, right? And to understand like, listen, like that's a, a beautiful piece of the journey. And, you know, often I think the thing that changes that is to like just point it out and be like, wow, mm-hmm. I see that you're struggling. Like it's tough, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that that piece, there's a piece in the Huang Di Neijing, the Yellow Emperor's canon where it talks about you know you got Huang Di the Yellow Emperor and then you've got Chibo who's like the super doctor right mm-hmm. and he's asking him hey tell me about the planets and Chibo rattles off all the answers and tell me about the points and Chibo rattles off the, all the answers and at one point he says like you know Yi Wu be like you know or sorry Huang Di asks like what makes a good physician and Chibo says you know through self have knowledge of others Mm. So to be a good physician, and I think to be a good human being, to just be present, right. you have to understand who you are. And therefore I can, and that, and just what we're talking about, right? So if I can relate to like, you know, the pain and the place that you're in, whatever it may be, and find that place of commonality, I can then like go, okay, I understand what you're going through. And hey, sometimes it's like, listen, I've gone through that too. And this is what really helped me. Or just to have compassion for that and be like, I recognize where you're at and just understand you're being supported, right? But that idea that you have to, like, kind of go to that place in yourself mm-hmm. is really important, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, you know, sometimes, I think we're all guilty of it, we try and find the problem in other people but don't want to be like, I've got that too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, I find treating people more and more, I recognize, you know, be talking with them like man this is for me like (laughs) like we're having the conversation for me it's funny I was talking with uh with Rowan my 10 year old the other day um and uh we were 
so we got Dinoopoly for Christmas, eh? so like the dinosaur monopoly, Sweet. which is awesome. Yeah, we played like a lot of Dinoopoly. Like I got hours in. Eh? Like he's at the point now where no matter where he's at and he rolls the dice, he knows where he's going to end up. Like don't even count. He's like, oh, it's this, you know. Like, like knows all of the costs of all of the things. Knows what rent is if you put a bone. On. Like he knows all the numbers. Like we would play. Uh-huh. And so, like, one of the rules in Monopoly is that, okay, you got the, I mean, I think there's apartments and houses, houses and then apartments. Um, this one, it's got bones and then museums. Oh, nice. But there's a limited number of bones in the game, right? So when all of them have been bought and put on the board, you cannot buy another bone because it does not exist. The only way to get that bone back into play is if somebody takes those and then puts a museum on and then you've got some more in play. So in my infinite wisdom, because he was, he'd been kicking my ass for a long time. He's lucky in dice and he's a slumlord. Okay, so like he has both those things going for him. Like wheeling and dealing. Oh my god, you get yeah. a property once. He, like he relentless. I mean, he's just like a used car salesman about that deal. I'm like, there is no deal. He's like, well, listen, I I think the deal is just all the time. Right? So anyway, I figured out like, listen, if I buy the cheap properties and I get them, and I got lucky and got them, if I load them with bones and there's none available, he can't stack up his like big properties, right? So he's stuck. And then we kind of like halt the game in terms of like what, because you know, you'll land on something he's loaded up, and it's like, I owe $1,700. I'm like, well, that's the end of the game, right? Yeah. So, anyway, I loaded up the, I, I kind of loaded the <laughs> dice a little, eh? And I've kind of like, I've sort of like stopped the forward momentum. Uh-huh. And he got mad, eh? He's like, you, you have to now. Like, you, I said, no, no, I don't have to. And I got a stack of cash, and he's mad. He's like, oh, you no. can't, like, you're stopping me from being able to play. And I'm like, yeah. And he got mad, eh? And uh-huh. like kind of choked up and like, not like wah, crying, but like pissed off and a little tears and like, like I don't like, not cool, right? right? And after, you know, a little while of this, he's, you know, choked up and like, I quit, I'm done. I'm like, all right, fair enough. So later that night, again, short story long, later that night, uh, I go in and we're having a chat and I said, man, I we got to talk about like where you were at there and he's still pissed off he's like you did me dirty dad i'm like you did me dirty i'm like that's so funny I'm like all right fair enough i said well, but you know like i'm just playing the game basically all rowan's stories are hilarious They're, he's a brilliant kid man yeah. he's and you're a brilliant dad well thank you there's no doubt about it i you know man he's it's, so he goes to me and he says, yeah. You did me dirty. Oh, he's mad, eh? And I said, Man, okay, we got to take like a minute and like step back because the real problem there wasn't that he wasn't winning Monopoly. The real problem is, is he felt trapped and he felt like mm. something unfair was happening and he felt helpless. Uh-huh. And it pissed him off and he like, he went into the, he went into the, the human stuff, right? Yeah. And so we had a chat about like that idea that like, the only thing that happened was his mind decided it was important. He put attachment oh. on it like it was a big deal. And listen, he's 10, so like Monopoly is a bit of a big yeah. deal because there's not a, you know, in the list of shit that's going on, like Monopoly's high up there, right? Yeah. But we had a really good talk about the idea that like you need to 
find be able to find perspective in those moments when the emotion is messing with you because mm-hmm. that's the ego kind of taking you for a ride and being like yeah fear and you should be angry and all the stuff right that takes you out of that centered place that centered place of love right which allows you to like make good decisions and stay calm right mm-hmm. and so we talked about it he he bucked against it a little yeah but you did that like you're still there and finally like we did a few breaths and I was like you need to like we got to do three breaths together kind of like we started <sighs> fine <laughs> I'm like that that was not three breaths man like yeah. I said you got to like control yourself because what I'm asking you to do is take your mind and put it on a different mission uh-huh. so that it stops this for a moment so that you can come back to it and like get the steering wheel back and it took a little bit but like it clicked for me I had this moment where he was like he recognized like the the ride he'd been on and I'm like do you see how like your mind told you that there was so much going on and you felt so bad but you couldn't control it tears were coming out like you felt helpless and he was like yeah and then he got really like ashamed he's like dad I'm really like he's like what he was like monopoly is so stupid like I can't believe that like I let myself and he got like a little like I'm ashamed about it I'm like whoa hold on a second I said listen you're having a moment where you've recognized the idea that your emotions were taking you for a ride and you weren't in control and that's an aspect of like insanity and you're getting the idea that like you're responsible and have the ability to step back and you feel bad that you didn't do it I said you you've got to screw it up a couple of times to figure it out to to get the lesson and We've done some jujitsu, and I'm like, it's like doing jujitsu where you practice a move, and at first the technique's all bonky and weird, but then like soon it becomes smooth, and you can start to apply it because you've done it enough. Mm-hmm. Same thing with this. You're just talking about like a mind technique. I said, man, if you if you see what I'm talking about, I need you to like do it. But if you can like see the concept at ten, yeah. like you're further ahead than most adults I know. Like, yeah. And it was really interesting. And so, wow. And that was kind of like a beautiful moment. I was like, man, yeah, I bet. think he like, like he, he got a little something. So his birthday and Tanner's birthday are on the 7th and 5th of January. Like four years apart, obviously, because otherwise that math didn't work. But, <laughs> you know, so we were doing like a, a mixed party with him. And, uh, you know, Tanner was going to invite a couple friends over. Rowan was going to invite a couple friends over. And we were going to do it one weekend, but we were sick. And so we had to push it back a number of weeks. And we were going to go sledding and do hot cocoa and then do some pizza and cake. And then Calgary being Calgary, we had three feet of snow and then we had nothing. I'm like, well, the sledding's gone. We don't need snow. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, we'll do ice skating. And, you know, a couple of his friends were like, listen, we're, we're only doing outdoor stuff. Fair enough. Everybody uh-huh. make choices as you like. So Tanner's friends were coming over. Cool. Rowan's friends, one kind of couldn't make it this second week and the other one like only outside and fair enough but it says okay we're going to go skating but then it's 8 degrees so now the yeah. skating rink's closed oh. so he's lost his party one week it's been pushed back two weeks one of his two friends coming over couldn't make it we were going to do a sleepover but not going to happen so he's had all this stuff like taken away from him oh. and then the skating rink's closed and now he's like like, oh. like what am I what am I getting here eh? and so this is like you know five or six days after we talked and uh, I said, okay, listen, we're going to 
grab a couple of pops, we'll grab some gummy bears, we'll take your buddy, we'll go up to Nose Hill, maybe look for some deer antlers, like we'll do something. And like I, I'm trying to give you something here. Everything I tried to give you is falling apart. I said to him, I said, Ro, man, I'm really sorry about your party. Like I, I really recognize, like, man, we tried and like, I, I'm, I feel really bad and I'm sorry. I just want you to know, like, I get it, you're upset. And he stopped me and he goes, Dad, you're not God and you're not the government. So there's no way that you can fix this stuff. And he said, I don't want to talk about it too much. I'm sad, but like, understand, it's not your fault. And he said, I understand that you're going to give me the party at some point when we can make it happen. And he says, I'm okay with it. And I can, I can, it's all right. I'm going to get pizza tonight and you and I will watch a movie or something. But I was like, dude, you like, like, that's big. I don't know a lot of adults that in the moment of like, why is it all out? Like right then to be able to like, time it out and be like you know what okay yeah. and dad don't freak out and don't be the big yeah. weirdo just chill everything's fine we're gonna and I I was really impressed by that eh? like uh-huh. at 10 like that was a big shift and I think some of the stuff we talked about like resonated right yeah but it's such a you know I mean kids patients whatever you always get those moments of like man I need that lesson, eh? Like, that's, mm-hmm. like, you know, that was, he demonstrated an aspect of the ability to, like, not be attached to what was happening, mm-hmm. to be flexible. That, like, classic saying in Chinese, like, you gotta be, like, bamboo, right? You know, like, a big windstorm comes in the oak tree, doing this, and then doesn't bend and breaks, right? Because mm-hmm. it's so rigid. But the bamboo, you know, bends over with the, the wind and then comes back and is like, hey, I'm all, it's all good. And that, like, emotional flexibility in life is super important, right? But, again, like, you watch it happen with like, somebody you love, like your kids, and you're like, man, that's a brilliant thing, right? It's really beautiful, you know? And I should probably catch up, <laughs> you know? you know. Yeah, those little reminders. And it's mind-blowing when it comes from a small kid. Too. Yeah, man, for sure. That's so wild. I love that. So... Spoke about <clears throat> forgiveness, which is I totally agree. It's like one of the biggest, one of people's biggest hurdles to getting unstuck. You know, self forgiveness. Another piece is gratitude. Mm. Yeah. And so, where does where does that sit for you? Like, is it is it only an after thing, or is it you know learning how to feel gratitude even when your party gets canceled? But at least I can you know, watch a movie with dad or whatever. Yeah. I, I think there's two parts to it. Eh? I think one is, is the idea of like being able to do the self-talk to put yourself in a pace, place to recognize there is always kind of silver lining, right? Mm-hmm. There's always something that you can be like, wow, um, there's some aspect in this for me, even in tough times of like, I have an opportunity to, even if it's, you know, I have an opportunity to grow, Right, I have an opportunity to take this and be like, all right, I obviously need to do some work. I need to do whatever. Um, and I think that there's a second piece in terms of like faith. Mm. You know, I think that there's a big piece in terms of, I mean, I think every human being at some point has to ask themselves the question, like, you know, is this all just bananas and chaos and nothing matters and I'm not right. here for any purpose and like it, it just happens, mm-hmm. which is an option for sure. Like that is a you know, a reasonable hypothesis. Um, or 
is there something bigger? Is there a purpose to my life? Is there some aspect of like the development of whatever I am that like, you know, is being guided? Am I being looked after? Are there aspects in terms of like something that like connects all of us? I mean, the big question, like, is there purpose? And I think that if you go into that place where you kind of look at your life and I mean, I can only speak from like my lens, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But in my life, there have been so many moments and times where I have been given incredible uh, things and the synchronicity of when it shows up and how it shows up and, like, all that stuff. Especially in hindsight, I'm like, wow. Like, if this didn't happen, then that couldn't have happened. And at the moment, it was terrible. It looked like a bad thing. Mm. But in hindsight, I recognized that I was being set up for something even better that I didn't understand. And I needed, sometimes it's I needed the heartbreak and the lesson and going through like the stuff to get me into a place where I could accept different things and be in a different spot, right? Whatever the case may be. And so, you know, in my lens and worldview, I really feel like there is some aspect of purpose. There is an aspect of like being looked after. There is an aspect of like, you know, um, something bigger than just myself and so to go back to that question in terms of gratitude to have a place of faith puts you into a place I think that allows you to say listen I'm grateful for whatever's happening even before I get the understanding of what it's for because I have faith and I'm like really trusting that it's gonna be okay and that I think is that place where like if you can get there and really be in that spot, that allows you to like really demonstrate and be in the place of love where you're safe and not coming out of a place of fear. And that lets you like really like, you know, make change, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, being really grateful for all of those pieces, even the, even the failures, even like when you're failing, to be grateful for the fact that, you know, well, the fact, I mean, if you feel like it is being used for you, that even your failures and poor judgments and all the stuff that you could consider like bad or wrong or whatever, those are still being taken and helping you develop and learn. And they're going to be used for good aspects of yourself and or other people, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's the aspect of how many times have I sat down with patients and I've been like, man, I know where you're at. I have, I have done the stupid thing too. I have done the failure part. I understand the pain you're in because me too. Mm-hmm. And I can say like, I'm not, um, you know, I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but I understand where, what you're going through. And I'm grateful that I can like share that with you because at this point I wasn't grateful then, but I'm grateful that like, Hey, from my experience, you go, man, okay, like, you've been there, too, like, you've also made the mistake, or you've also, like, had the fear, or whatever, right, and those are beautiful things, Mm -hmm. and I think gratitude puts us into a place where we, um, you lose that fear, right, Mm -hmm. you take the ego out of that fear-based place of, like, I'm not gonna get enough, it's like, oh, wait a sec, I have enough, there is love available, there's all the stuff, right, I'm grateful for, the things that are feeding those, you know, places in myself that, like, um, need to be fed, right? That, like, you know, without them I'd have fear and insecurity and that might lead me to a place of not making right choices, right? So, like, being grateful for the things that we get kind of, like, sets us up for that position of, like, oh, 
there isn't lack. There, you know, like I'm in a place where it's all right, right? Mm-hmm. It can be tricky though, man. Can be tricky. Yeah, yeah. Especially like when you're, you know, in the foxhole, right? Bullets flying overhead. Be like, I'm really grateful that this opportunity is happening for right. me to be able to, like, you know, like, you know, flex the bounce back muscle. All right, that term, like, you know what I mean? Like that, like, oh, life, like, punch me in the guts, but I'm gonna bounce back and be like, all right, fair enough. But here I am, right? I'm right. Back into back in the game, right? Yeah. It's tough when you have like an opportunity to flex the bounce back muscle. Yeah, totally. I think that, or what I see is people have a lot of uh, difficulty with the like, uh, the idea that oh, you just need to change your story, you know that kind of that kind of thought. Which, mm-hmm. on in one sense, I I fully believe in because I I see the stories that I've been telling myself and how they how they result in real life situations or whatever. But also when somebody is like in the foxhole, so deep in the shit, it's like don't tell me to not change my story. Like, I can see what's happening here, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, what, what is a, what is a, do you have a strategy when, when somebody's in that, in that space? I think it's not so much change the story, but like change the perspective, right? Like uh-huh. the, the story's the same. So for example, you could have, um, you can have one person, I, you know, I think, well, what's that classic, you know, metaphor where the the guy, you know, has a son and big war breaks out and, like, you know, they come and they, you know, say that they're going to, or, sorry, has a son, son falls off a horse or something and breaks his leg and people Mm. say, oh, that's a terrible thing, how horrible, Mm. you know, like, your son's been hurt, he won't be able to help on the farm, that guy says, ah, who knows. And then war breaks out and they're going to conscript people, but the, you know, guy's son is, can't go because his leg's broken. They say, oh, you know, like, isn't that wonderful? Mm. Like, oh, who knows? I don't know. And on and on it goes. You can right. play that game forever. Yeah. But the idea is, like, the perspective on it, right, is, like, and again, I think it comes down to a little bit of, like, that piece of, of, like, gratitude and faith, right? Like, do you believe that, like, life is happening to you or for you? Right. I mean, that is, like, a really big piece. Like, yeah, it's huge. It is. And, and that is, like, kind of the ultimate perspective because it doesn't matter what's happening. If If your answer is life just, you know, happens to me yeah you're in the foxhole and you're like well shit I can't find like I can't change the story like you know there's no purpose this is bad whereas life happens for you there's a piece where even in the foxhole you're like okay I have faith that there's some aspect of this that's going to turn out right and I you know it's easy to say where you say okay like you know if you have like strong sort of like you know if you want to call it like spiritual health or you have strong sort of conviction that there's an aspect that's like taking care of you that is a very easy thing to do because you've built up the the thing in terms of faith Mm -hmm. if you've never been able to do that and you are like you know downtrodden and like I don't know why it's a problem however Mm. they talk about that idea that like you know pain is the touchstone of spiritual growth like pain is the thing that motivates you like if you're sitting on a beach living the life drinking you know margaritas you're going to do a lot of work and change mm. why everything's cushy right mm. like i'm all good you're in the foxhole and life sucks right man that's a place where you're willing to like make some changes i'm willing to give some stuff up i am willing to like you know you know mm-hmm be available for some sort of change or openness that there could be something else 
So I think, you know, I'm going to talk about it with, you know, addiction. you got to hit rock bottom. Why? Well, because you got to be in a place where you're willing to be like, and it's all broken, and I don't know what to do, and like, please, mm-hmm. right? You know, like, give up, right? And, uh, you know, um, I think that when you are talking with people that don't have the aspect in terms of, like, some aspect of faith to fall back on, whatever that is, or just belief that they're going to be all right, there's some sort of purpose, it becomes the opportunity to say, well, what do you think's happening here? Is it all, like, just happening to you? Is that the deal? I mean, and it's strange, but I think that that ultimate question is the thing that's sort of like, you know, we, we all go through it, eh? Like, everybody has to answer. Whether, whether your answer is like, la, 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 I'm too scared to talk about it, I don't want it, like, mm-hmm. you know, or your answer is no, or yes, or whatever, you at some point will have to, like, look at this. And mm-hmm. it is interesting that in the times of real discomfort and pain, most people become willing and open to the idea that there could be something bigger than themselves, and there could be a possibility that, like, there is something that, like is out there to help, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, what's that classic saying? Like, there's no atheists in voxels. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, please don't let me yeah. die, right? Everybody, like, talk to whoever you think might be available, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I think when people are in that, like, really tough space, it's a beautiful opportunity to be like, okay, well, what do you think's happening? Uh-huh. And if the answer is, like, it all just happens for random and for nothing, you know, it's hard for me to accept that answer because I don't <laughs> yeah. have that viewpoint. You know what I mean? Um, But then I generally challenge people. I'm like, there's never been anything that's happened that seems like strangely coincidental that has worked out in your favor. I I have a hard time believing that. I have a hard time believing that like there's never been a moment where, you know, something has happened that seems to be, um, you know, that weird coincidence, but it's been really important. I just... I don't even like I don't even understand that concept because I don't know if I've ever met anybody that that is not the truth for Uh so it's you know I mean I think that that's the opportunity to help them in terms of being like you have to decide like where you sit in the universe and what is like what is it all about it's very it's a it's tough to let people be in pain it's Uh tough to let people like be there but it's also really beautiful to be able to like challenge them with that because I don't know if I've ever given anybody an answer, but I've definitely, like, asked a lot of questions and had people, like, go, oh, my God, like, this is the thing, right? Right. Yeah, beautiful. That's that's what I'm finding more and more is that, like, I, I don't have any interest in, like, in giving people answers, you know? Yeah. If somebody comes what in. What I know? You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, for real. But I'm finding that, like, when people are struggling or whatever, then I'll just ask them a crazy amount of questions you know and it always almost always ends up being a case of like oh something is ending and something else is coming Mm -hmm. and it's like struggling to like hold on to like what was or like the fear of not knowing what's coming you know acceptance that change is going to be okay right yeah yeah because it's for some reason it's hard for us to, to to wrap our heads around the fact that like the only thing that is certain is change, mm-hmm. you know, and yep. nothing is permanent. Nope. We're all going to die. Yeah. That's the big one. Isn't it? It's like, it listen, is. you know, like, and that's been, you know, I mean, who doesn't go through the fear of death thing? Mm. 
we all go through the, like, you know, there's probably a moment you remember where you're like, you had the realization, like, I'm not fucking die. Like, everybody I know is going to die. Uh-huh. I, no, no, make it, uh, time out, stop yeah, everything, yeah, yeah, stop yeah. it all. No, I cannot have, it cannot happen, right? Uh-huh. Some people spend their life, like, fighting that, right? right? The acceptance of that's, like, such a big freedom, right? Be like, the moment you accept you're going to die, it's the moment that you're allowed to live. You, right. you finally get to be alive because you recognize that there's nothing you can do about the end part. Right. The only thing you can do is be completely present in the moment because uh-huh. you don't know when it's going to be. I mean, yeah. that is like a... Right? Yeah. I, <laughs> I was... I had this conversation with a patient. We were talking about this and having like the, okay, and I was like, you cannot... You know, like, I don't know. I said, I don't know. I I may walk downstairs and, like, get hit by a bus. You know what I mean? Like, that might, I don't know. So I got to be, like, really present, and I have to be alive. And and it's that shedding of fear. You, You know, the fear holds you back from doing, like, whatever. And it holds you back from being vulnerable with other human beings. It holds you back from all the stuff because the ego goes, oh my God, what if? They don't do any of that. Like we're, we're, we're in control and only if we protect ourselves, right? Yeah. And yet the idea is that like you need to be truly like present and alive. Uh-huh. And so, so we had this good conversation. You know, I think we really clicked on that. It was beautiful. So I walked downstairs like half an hour later and I go downstairs and the our clinic is on 17th and like 10th comes here but it's a T-bone intersection okay yeah. so when people driving turning either left or right get the green light the crosswalk that's right there gets your walk too so they're supposed uh-huh. to yield to the pedestrians but people don't see that that's what's happening they just get the light and then they go so I'm on the corner like half an hour later and I'm on the corner and I get my walkie walk so off I start and this lady like kind of like starts and she's moving through the intersection then she sees me and she freaks out and hits the gas like not like does it but like pins it eh and I like make like a jump and she like oh yeah we're like it was a close one like the the car that was on the red light here because I'm walking in front of cars the dude was like and I'm like, he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was, you know, I was kind of and he's like, no, 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 you were closer than that, man. I was like, that's really funny. I should probably use different examples, eh? Like, yeah, uh, like maybe in the future, about? yeah, maybe in the future I won't be like, I could walk out and get hit by a bus. But it was funny that, like, I had that moment of realization, like, when I hit the other sidewalk, I'm like, I, like, said to a patient, like, that could happen. I'm yeah. like, I better, like, tone down the... The spells, man. <laughs> you know, is that what you take from that? Well, I or think. What it, else do you take from that? Yeah, I mean, I think that there was a an interesting piece of like, you know, maybe just a like a reminder, like, hey, like that wasn't just talk. Like, keep like recognize that that was a message for you as well, there, fragile. Uh-huh. Like, you, right? Like, really uh-huh. make sure that like you're present and like that's a, it's a real thing, right? And so you better be on it right mm-hmm. and the other thing it was you know I think that sometimes the universe just has a great sense of humor and be like that's funny it'll be a good story yeah. there you go yeah, you know right. yeah and I feel like you proved that you were present or you are being present you know because if you were not present if you were like if yeah, yeah, yeah looking the phone at the like ding ding he's like oh look at that yeah. you know yeah for sure yeah 
feel like jujitsu played a little role in that too, <laughs> eh? Like a hoppity skip. Yeah. That's so wild. That's so good. <laughs> oh, it's funny. And I guess like like once you become a once you become a father, like the stakes are way higher. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure to like uh, personally I I feel pressure I don't know if that's the right word but yeah there's like an internal pressure to make sure that like I am handing my children all of my mistakes you know I'm trying to be like listen here's all the stuff Mm -hmm. that I have managed to screw up and and lessons that I've really learned Mm -hmm. and try to like display those in a way that they can like understand or it becomes something that they get you know for example taking the breaths and like you know moving your mind and and try to like lay that out in a way that like makes them understand because I I try not to talk down to my kids eh? like when I talk to Rowan about this stuff we talk like this and I know that sometimes I'm going to throw the ball and it's going to be way over his head like he ain't catching Mm -hmm. that business but I throw it anyway because I want him to like you know sometimes there's stuff he has to reach for I felt like he had to reach for this concept it took him a little bit eh? but I think he's been thinking about it I think it messed with him a little he's yeah. like you know what the hell is dad talking about yeah. but I'm happy to also say like I'm really struggling with this I, I get stuck here too and I understand that like you know the emotional piece like it gets a lot like and I'll be like you've seen me like sometimes you and your brother are fighting or whatever and I'll get pissed off and I yell and like and then I like wait a sec I'm off and then I come back and I'm like man I'm really sorry that I went there and you've had this conversation with me that's because I went to the place where my emotions were taken over like you understand that I'm failing at this too this isn't like a I'm perfect and talking down to you like I'm just telling you about the struggle and I need you to recognize the game that we're in and this is something that I've found and I try to pitch it like that so that like they get that, like, the human experience is, like, for everybody. I don't want them to think that, like, I'm omnipotent and have all the answers. Like, right. I don't think that's healthy. I think that it's good. To, I mean, I do pull the, like, listen, I'm the dad. I've made a decision. Like, we aren't discussing this. We're not voting. You know, like, yeah. you don't get a vote. I appreciate you have an opinion, but, like, you know, awesome. You yeah. voiced it. Sometimes we're not having ice cream for dinner. Yeah, man. Like, listen, when when you pay the rent, you can make a choice. But, like, you know, you can have an opinion. But sometimes I don't even want to hear your vote. Right. Like, sometimes I don't, I don't even want to know how you're voting because I don't care. We're doing something else, right? right? And, you know, it's, I mean, there's the authoritarian, like, you, like somebody's got to run the circus. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, and I don't want it to be the monkeys. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of like, <laughs> listen, I, you know, until you own your own circus, I, you know. Uh-huh. Run it, but I I try not to like talk down to them, right? Because, man, they, God, they pick up a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. They just like know stuff, eh? And I think that there's that like beautiful like piece about like who they are as people too, eh? Like there's a lot to be learned from kids about recognizing that like individuals need different things. I got two, two totally different kids. Rowan is like me. He's Tarzan, eh? We want to go out into the bush and play around. We're just rough, want to do stuff. Tanner, he's like already been like, I don't want to do that. He's like, listen, I'll come ice fishing because I get like, you know, some snacks out of the deal and I don't have a vote. You've told me like, (laughs) this is what we're doing. But if you give me a vote, I'm going to stay home with mom and like, I don't want to, don't want that at all. Cool. But you turn on music for Tanner and allow me to like dance and show you what's what. And Rowan, 
not so much that ain't his uh, thing but Tanner would watch like a musical or watch like a dance show happily and then show you all his moves because uh, that's who he is yeah. I mean that's just like it's innate thing and so recognizing that like the way that I talk to Tanner has to be different too because mm-hmm. he like Ro I gotta like he's a thoroughbred eh? and, and sometimes I gotta like smack him in the face with a little and like be like hey this is how it is and like you know I, the lessons are a little different the presentation mm-hmm Tanner, I can't do that. He gets his back up. He's a bit of a drama queen. Eh? Like he, like oh, and like he'll give me the silent treatment and not look at me and like you know, like he'll and he'll push like so. Telling tales out of school here. I, you know, the other day they were at each other and maybe they were fighting because eh? mm. they like to fight and they've honed it to an art. Eh? Right. Looks the whole thing. Yeah. He looked at me that way. Yeah. Oh my god, and. um so I put Tanner in his room and I said, listen, man, I'm going to come back. You cool off. I will I'm going to talk to Rowan and I'll be back. I go and talk to Rowan and I get distracted. Squirrel, I got to go uh-huh. down. I'm doing something. Dinner's on or whatever. So like, like you know, five, seven minutes goes by. Like not a long, <laughs> okay, like we're not, not talking. We're not talking an hour, right? <laughs> so I come back upstairs and Tanner's sitting on his bed and he's pissed himself. And as soon as I walk in, he's like, well, you told me I had to stay here. I'm like... You sat there and pissed your pants out of spite to load up the argument because you wanted me to like feel guilty and like you had a thing. Nice. I'm like, wow. Rowan would never do that. Uh-huh. Rowan 100% would not do that. He would he would go and be like, I had to take a leak and he'd just be mad at me. I had to take a leak and whatever. Yeah. You can't stop me. Yeah. Tanner, he's like, I'm going to use your words as a weapon. I'm going to piss myself and it's your fault. Wow. And, and like, I'm like, dude, that's like... <laughs> spiteful and like different like just different mindset yeah, right so like I got evil a genius a little bit eh yeah awesome. or a crazy girlfriend <laughs> like you know like I just there's a thing there uh-huh. I'm probably gonna get wicked comments for that one <laughs> uh-huh. but I I recognize I gotta I gotta approach it differently mm. he needs a different like he needs a different way of like looking at thing Mm. you know and that's challenging because I got my own like I got me right and then I'm like trying to dial it out for one and the other I mean yeah parenthood I think is a beautiful piece in terms of like recognizing that there are lots of different opinions and ways to go through the world and Mm -hmm. like and love is a really it can be tricky there's like frustration they bring up stuff oh my god they can push your buttons and like yeah and so all of the the things that are there are available in terms of like teaching tools. I mean, they are like the most brilliant classroom, Mm -hmm. which means they are very frustrating and very like rewarding at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. Like anybody, I mean, there's like any relationship, there's just a deeper love and responsibility. Right. And I think that aspect of like, I feel responsible for enabling them to have the tools to be, the utmost that they can be right and I think that you know it's funny like that happens because they're my children but I should have that love and want to be able to like help and empower everybody right that's that piece about like having like real unconditional love for human beings and being like I should want that for everybody and I suppose I do mm-hmm. but like invest myself in the same way of like I'm going to give you like unconditional love so that you can be empowered the way that you need to be. Sometimes correcting you and being like, yeah, you're off, man. You, I'm sorry, but I can't tell you that you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're off base on this one. And that sometimes can be a tough 
sort of call, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that idea of <clears throat> how differently you have to uh, approach the different situations with your sons. Because I've noticed the same thing with patients is that, you know, in the beginning, I was treating people the way that I would want to be treated, <laughs> yeah. which is like, hey, this is what you're doing, mm-hmm. and if you keep doing it, like, it's, mm-hmm. it's only going to get worse. But I realized you can't actually talk to everybody the no, same way. You've got to put a different hat on real gentle and yep. like you know and meet them where they're at you know mm-hmm. some people some patients I have like really deep like you know talks with mm-hmm. and some people like you know I sneak a little bit in here or there but like we are there about the like sore ankle you know uh-huh. what I mean yeah. and so you got to meet them where they're at but also like what they're comfortable with and, and there's a lot about like finding out who they are and, and what you know like like what makes them feel okay mm-hmm. and I remember we were treating at the uh, the drop-in center. I was supervising, and there was a young guy there. I really liked him, and uh, he, you know, he grew up rough. I mean, he's in the drop-in center, right? Like some things have happened in life that, like, you know, you're in the drop-in center, right? So there's some stuff. And he was in there. We were doing acupuncture, and he'd been stabbed in the neck a couple of times, like maybe a year before. Mm-hmm. Um, had a lot of scaling pain, like. You get stabbed in the neck. That happens. You tend to have scar tissue and yeah. pain as a result. Yeah. But you also have a lot of, like, don't touch me stuff right. because you got stabbed in the neck. And so there was a lot of, like, hesitancy. Like, I don't know. I, you know, he's like, I'm in pain. I got headaches. I'm, but, like, man, I can't, like, I don't know. And I remember walking in and um, the point of the story is, you know, you got to meet people where they're at. So started to have a chat with them. And... I really met him where he was at. I'm like, yeah, that fucking sucks. Look at that scar, man. Tell me the story. But like that way, like right. meet him with the language and the, right. and the, like, give me the thing instead of being like a doctor, doctor. Like some people would say, well, that's not professional. It's like, well, no, it's human. Yeah. I, I'm there to, to help him out. And for him, he needed somebody to be able to be like, yeah, this is what's going on and meet him in that way. And when I met him, how he needed to be met, he like, oh, this is like, he opened up to me. Yeah. And after a few weeks, like, did really well. The students were treating him, and the students kind of like, wide-eyed, like, oh, look, like, you can't say that. What are we doing? Like, are right. we all in trouble? Because you're obviously fired, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, but I think it was a really beautiful lesson about, like, finding that spot. And it was really cool. I mean, like, he, he was a great story, too. He, like, really got himself together, kind of cleaned his act up. Um, ended up moving out of the drop-in center, got his own apartment, but like really wanted to share that in our sessions. By the way, hey man, I got like this job and now I'm moving mm-hmm. out, I'm getting my own place, so I'm not going to see you. And so, you know, and that was a little, but he was like really appreciative. We'd done a lot of work. He was doing great back and able to do like, you know, construction stuff and could use his neck and his, right? So the acupuncture worked really good. Yeah. But it was super cool because um, like a year later, I was like the next year I'm back at the DI supervising <clears throat> and I hear Doc and I turn around and he's there and I'm a little like oh man like yeah. you know not that it's not nice to see you but like you know you were in like why are you here I said oh how are you doing he's like do you think I can get some acupuncture I said yeah of course we'll find your room I'll, I'll make sure it happens I'm like are you doing okay and he goes oh yeah 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 I'm working across the street and I just came here to take a leak and I saw that you guys were here today he's like can I just I'm like yes you could totally come in and get some acupuncture I'm like, that's awesome yeah 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 but he was like you know automatically saw so it was like ooh I want this thing it was cool uh-huh. it was, you know and cool that 
kind of remembered. And, you know, obviously he did a lot of stuff. Like the acupuncture was not the only thing that like changed his life. Uh-huh. But in terms of like, you know, the process, I think that the approach was really important for him to like accept to be able to go to that place. And like, interesting to see. And, and you do that with like all your patients too. The yeah. way I talk to like grandma coming in and the way that I talk to, you know, the trucker is totally different. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that that's important, right? And mm-hmm. and none of them are, are fake. You yeah, know right. what I mean? Like it's all I, authentic. Yeah, it's all authentic. I've got a lot of different sides. I just yeah. wear different hats and I can sort of like meet people on different levels, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that that's, you know, um, I mean, and maybe that's just like a natural, I've been very lucky. That's just one thing that I feel comfortable being able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's it's a, such a useful tool, such a big thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I um, and finding out kind of like where people are at and what they're looking for too, right? You know, and trying not to like force my agenda on it, you know? You see that a lot, like, you know, like, oh, there's so many things that like Chinese medicine could do about this and this, and I've noticed this person has this, and, and they're like, I really want my shoulder pain to go away. And I understand that you see that I'm stressed out and that's based on this and you could help with chi stagnation, but like, I need, you know? And so mm-hmm. making sure that I don't place my own agenda yeah. on top of the treatment. Right. Or at least, like, you know, put my agenda, sort of, like, offer my agenda at the right moment, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? Like a waiter be like, dessert? <laughs> Coffees? <laughs> like, there's a time that you do that. You don't yeah. do it before they order a steak. Be like, will you be ordering dessert? They're like, it feels weird, like, your conversation's <laughs> off, right? You know? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, I'm glad you spoke to uh, that that is also authentic. Um because I feel that I feel that people that have a difficult time connecting with lots of different people, mm-hmm. it's just it's just a discomfort of like, you know, not seeing that person as also in them, you know, mm-hmm. like going back to what we talked about before, how everybody's or everything is inside of us, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just that yeah, we're just we're just able to see that like, oh yeah, this guy might have tattoos all over his face and body and mm-hmm. you know, he's got the tears and everything, but yep. like he also was once a baby, you know? Yeah, There's or, people that or, him, or you know? may love babies, has, <laughs> yeah. has to, and, like, it's the biggest, you know? Yeah, it's seeing through people and, like, I mean, the non-judgment, right? Yeah. And meeting people where they're at, and, I mean, that's such a, man, it's such a, a big lesson for all of us of, like, recognizing that, like, we are all going through it, eh? And, like, right. to... I mean, that, and going back to that piece of forgiveness, right? You can't forgive somebody and judge them at the same time. You have to, like, get past the judgment place and be like, wow, I recognize that, like, you're coming from a place of fear. There's brokenness there. And therefore, like, I forgive whatever's going on. And, and that doesn't mean that, like, you know, somebody's a total jerk and is acting out of fear all the time. Just because you forgive them doesn't mean you have to, like, hang out with them and, like, become roommates. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even have to, like, want to spend time with them. But the aspect of, like, forgiving them in terms of, like, where they're at in their journey is, like, such a freeing piece, right? It's just the, the place of, like, wow, I don't need to judge you. I don't need to hold that space. You know, it's that saying, like, you know, people live rent-free in your head, right? When you mm-hmm. have these, like, resentments where you're just like, ah, oh, that's right and you just go over it over and over again and like mm-hmm. meanwhile they're living their life and they would think yeah, about you and exactly. you're like oh but you're such a terrible right <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah which is why forgiveness is so important because 
you're the one holding on to it. Hundred percent. The person might have cut you off, but like, no, uh-huh. they're now they're at their partner's house and you know they're having dinner and you're still <laughs> and you're, you're still, still angry. you're still at the stop sign. Just yeah, mentally still at the stop sign. Uh, yeah. Metaphorically, still at the stop sign. You know? <laughs> In yeah. severe cases, yeah. physically still at the stop sign. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what's good. that? What's that saying? Anything I've ever let go of has claw marks on it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm gonna use that one. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I love that we haven't talked about Chinese medicine. <laughs> Not as much. <laughs> Not really. But I think you know. I mean, Chinese medicine plays... I mean, I mean, there's the segue. I think the beautiful thing about <laughs> what we're talking about is, like, the human condition and all, like, the different experiences, right? Yeah. And what Chinese medicine is, like, really beautiful at is recognizing that, like, the, the meat suit is the thing that we, like, you know, use as a vehicle to go through all of these experiences. And as such, the, the vehicle mm-hmm. has, you know... Um, aspects of it that are controlled or, or respond to all of these emotional pieces. And there's functionality in each one of these organs, but the functionality of those organs is directly related to aspects of how you're going to emotionally feel. So all like examples would be, you know, if you have like the emotion that we relate in Chinese medicine to the kidneys, mm. which include the adrenal glands sitting over top, is fear. And so, you know, you can say, listen, the tiger chases you, you feel scared, adrenal glands fire off. I mean, that appropriate response, right? But, you know, the, the metaphor I like to use is like our life is kind of like we have all these invisible tigers running around and we're, you know, we treat them like physiologically the same way, a little bit of adrenaline, just like, you know, taxation, right? So like adrenal taxation and fear shows up in terms of like heart palpitations and anxiety and night sweats, all the things that Chinese medicine would list as kidney deficiency, Mm -hmm. right? And at its base root, there's an emotional response to that, right? And, you know, the, the use of Chinese medicine, acupuncture points, which are spots on the body that are related to the functionality of the tissue and the organs that have specific responses to them, right? So when you needle this, you may clear deficiency heat, which stops the night sweats. You needle this, you may tonify aspects of functionality of the kidney or the stomach or the liver, right? But the piece that we're talking about is like, you know, okay, that's all well and good, but nobody ever goes, I am in perfect health and never has like the, I'm asking like the questions about the bigger questions about why am I here? Mm. Like, even if you, you know, run a Ferrari, the vehicle is brilliant, awesome, right? But where are you driving to? What are we doing tonight? Like, like the vehicle is not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people get caught up on that idea that, like, you know, just having a good vehicle is, like, everything. But Chinese medicine really recognizes that, like, the, the vehicle and the emotional component are deeply entranced, Right. But the cool thing about it is it doesn't have like a doctrine of like you gotta believe this or that. You know, mm-hmm. like you can needle a horse and they're gonna have a response, but the right. horse's belief system doesn't entail the idea that like Chinese medicine's gonna do a thing. Right. Right? But you can also recognize that like, you know, there are ways that you can needle the body that help with emotional issues because the tissue and the like the mind and the tissue are intimately connected, mm-hmm. right? And that, you know, the 
example we always use is like, you know, think about the first time you fell in love, right? You know, all Twitter-pated and, oh, I feel great and don't need to eat as much and don't need sleep and everything's wonderful. And then, you know, when that inevitably fell apart and went pear-shaped, right? It's like, oh, I feel depressed and awful. And, like, you go through all the stuff, right? And there's a uh, emotional stimulation that leads to, like, a physical mm. response. And likewise, you can have aspects in terms of, like, physicality that leads to an emotional response, too, mm. right? You know, um taxation just overall just physical over taxation working can lead to feeling certain ways that aspect in terms of like adrenal taxation you have anxiety aspects in terms of you know what we'd consider like stagnation within the body you can have a lot of anger and frustration all that sort of stuff can lead to depression right and so chinese medicine is beautiful because it it bridges that gap and says listen there are emotional things that you can use the physical body to you know um, work with and likewise there are um, places where you know you can work with the physical body that lead to emotional changes and you can do stuff on like an emotional level or a more uh, mind-based level that changes the physical body this is where aspects of like you know breath work qigong tai chi all of these things that are dealing with physical movement but ultimately have the goal of calming the mind and putting you putting you in a place of peace right mm -hmm. it's a beautiful form of medicine it's awesome you can use it in so many different ways mm -hmm. and depending upon like how you set the stage i mean and like intention like we talked about that idea that like the mind and the body are connected so when i'm treating a patient depending upon where they're at, we may set some intentions. We may talk about like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is why I'm needling this. Sometimes it's like, okay, this is the emotion that I want you to think about, right? But all of that, you know, is, you know, their journey. I mean, it's, it's beautiful that way. Mm -hmm. And I love that Chinese medicine comes out of a place of like observation of like the human condition and nature. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come out of a place of like, hey, we've decided this is how it works and we try and stuff this, you know, the world into the concept. It's just based on observation. And you were talking about like literally thousands of years and billions of treatments. Right. You know, like those those numbers, those are real numbers. Those aren't like, you know, exaggeratory sort of like, oh, that's a big number. Like billions, billions mm -hmm. of treatments. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, it's, a, it's a very powerful form of medicine. You know, I'm not one of those people who says it like cures everything. You can treat anything in Chinese medicine because it's the physical body. Does it cure it? No, but I mean, nothing cures everything. That doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. I think Western medicine's super duper smart. Western medicine's brilliant. It really mm -hmm. is. Do I think it's like the be all and end all and has the whole picture? No, I don't. And I think that's where like that, you know, you put them together. You know, like my spleen right. ruptures take me to a surgeon, right? Yeah. You know, and not to a herbalist, right? You know, and, and I mean, I suppose that's the other the other dynamic. One's acupuncture and one's herbs, right? Herbs, I think, are beautiful. I mean, they're just like super potent food, right? I mean, yeah. the idea that like food isn't medicine is craziness, right? The yeah. idea that like, you know, listen, it's you are putting it into your body and your body's taking it in. Obviously, it's going to have an effect. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have found that there are certain things that grow, plants and herbs, that are just way more potent and taken in the right way do wonders mm -hmm. Chinese herbal medicine is beautiful because it's like it's got that aspect of like 
it's I mean, I find Western herbology for sure has like mixtures and things, but it's often like this will do this and this will do this and you take a little of this. Yeah. But Chinese medicine is like a recipe, eh? It's right. like, listen, you want this as a result and these herbs do this and these herbs do this and there's like kind of, they call them the classic the classic herbal formulas, right? And they're sort of like the... I always equate them to as like the beautiful like you know classic recipes like okay this is a chocolate chip cookie recipe mm-hmm. and there's certain things that you can like mess with in that you could add M&Ms if you want instead of chocolate chips you could throw in some walnuts totally acceptable you could throw in like you know raisins whatever but you can't like remove the baking powder mm-hmm. that's not one you can play with mm-hmm. right and and that's where the classics are beautiful because they're like listen we figured out that like this one you can't take out and have the same thing Mm. Now you could add this, that's okay, and you could add these, that's okay, right? But that's the beauty of it is they've really like been put together and, and tested over time, and they have like a, I mean, there's such a beautiful like synergy about them. And people that really know herbs, I'm not one of those people, but people that like really know herbs and can like mess with the formulas to like really dial it in, it's it's incredible. It's mm-hmm. like brilliant to watch. But that's like a brilliant chef, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, man. I have been in a kitchen, and I've had all those ingredients that you've had. Yeah. But what I came up with and what you came up with were not the same thing. There was technique. There was, like, ratio. There was, like, when you put something in. Herbs are like that, too. Hey, like, this herb you have to, like, you know, fry with licorice. This herb you add in afterwards. This herb you've got to boil for an extra 20 minutes. All the stuff that, like, layers it up, it's, it's pretty genius, you know. Yeah. And we're in such a beautiful time where it's, like... Like, when I first started practicing, not to, like, totally date myself, but when I first started practicing, there was very little available, like, in, in English. There was very little available in terms of, like, products, mm-hmm. you know, that you could, like, reliably be like, oh, like, we should take this. There was stuff from China, but it was always like, man, I don't know, this is, like, dollar fifty a bottle. There's a lot of filler in it, and there have been classic, like, oh, you know, companies have thrown in, like, a Western drug to get the effect they want. I mean, it's just, oh, like, wow. some dodgy stuff, eh? Yeah. And so, you know, now we're in this place where there's, like, really solid companies that have really beautiful, effective products, and they're available, and, like, it's such a good time for Chinese medicine. It's a great time to learn Chinese medicine, too. There's tons of, like, literature and books and stuff that's written in English, and, like, it just it wasn't like that, right. you know, kind of, I don't know what to say, but it wasn't like that 20 years ago when right. I started, you know. Um, and... It's it's pretty cool the way that, like, you know, the medicine has come in. Acupuncture's great, too, because you can see how it's, like, you know it's effective and you know it works well because, like, every modality has picked it up, mm-hmm. you know? Chiros are doing acupuncture. Physios are doing acupuncture. Like, you know, everybody's like, oh, that's a great, it's awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, it's really, you know, stood the test of time, right? And it's, like, and it's delivered, you know, like, it's effective, too. It's not that people just, like, want to do it a lot and it doesn't, like, kill you. It's like it actually works, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And <clears throat> it is such a... I think what's complicated about it is just wrapping your head around a whole different system of looking at the world, you know? Because then, once I've started to do that, and I, I actually didn't have too bad a time doing that because of my background and... You know, I got interested in Chinese medicine quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm actually formally learning it, I'm seeing that it's actually not that 
complicated. Like there's just a bunch of, not even a bunch. There's like these moving pieces and they, they interchangeably relate to what's happening, you know, and then there's always going to be like exceptions. And like, that's where the, you know, you can, what you're talking about the formulas, you can take this one out, but not this one out. But I'm, I'm super interested in the herbs actually. Yeah. Herbs are brilliant. I don't know why. It's just, it just seems so cool. Oh, there's just so much to them, right? And there's like, you know, they do a ton. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. But um, to, to speak on your piece in terms of like mm-hmm. worldview, it's, I see it so much with students and happened to me for sure. I remember like at the end of like my first term, I was a little uncomfortable because it does mess with your worldview. Like it, it makes certain th- things that you thought were you know, truth, it challenges those, Mm -hmm. like, well. And, you know, other pieces about, like, you know, recognizing people's personalities or body types or, like, ways that they're going to kind of walk through the world. Like, everybody's got, like, a different sort of piece. And the body type you have affects your lens. It affects your personality. It affects a lot of things. And so, you know, to recognize, like, what, you know, in Chinese medicine, like, what elements you're related to and all that sort of stuff really made me like see people in a different light it made me mm-hmm. recognize like oh that's why i'm never gonna win this argument with so-and-so because mm-hmm. like they, they ain't bending right and that's why so-and-so is always going to a place of like crying or like anxiety and this person's always going to anger and like you know, or, and you see it yourself too mm-hmm. but i remember it messing with me a little bit be like man like the world is a little different than i thought and and that you know i think the you know just changes uncomfortable but and it didn't last long I think that the wonder of what that was sort of like took over but mm-hmm. yeah I, I see that with students a lot in fact I talk about it a lot in like that first term mm-hmm. like this is going to mess with you mm-hmm. and it should mess with you because like you know if you're doing it right you're going to recognize like oh the world's a bit of a different place than I thought it was mm-hmm. and not in a like weird like religious doctrine must believe this kind of way just like observationally like oh that makes sense. Look right. at this. Look at that. Like, oh, the pieces kind of fit together. It is. It's, it's brilliant that way. It, it has, like, such a, a profound effect on, on how you view mm. things, right? Which I think that could out, that could actually be, like, uh, something, to, something to make it even more uh, digestible by just, like, the public. Because... It, a lot of people think it's just all this like woo woo stuff and they lump it in with spirituality, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's actually science and like oh, yeah. everybody trusts science so much. Yeah. So it's like, see that there's been thousands of years of observation. And I think that's where we see, like, I, I think that's where like we are in such a great time because you yeah. can recognize like, you know, when they look at like, you know, the fascial trains, right. They look mm-hmm. at all the, the functional muscle groups and the fascial trains that like walk through the body and then you even superimpose Chinese meridians, and you're like, oh, that's the same line. Yeah. It's weird. like, well, did they know that? Well, yeah, they knew that. Why? Because they've observed it. Like, this is, it, it holds up to scrutiny and observation mm-hmm. because it holds up because it's real, you know? <laughs> yeah. And just, and I think the place where people get caught is like, the language and the lens with which we look at it, you know, like there's a cultural aspect. I say the word chi and some people are like, oh, it's pretty woo-woo, here we go, right? Whereas if I say an aspect like chi is a relationship between two things, so you might be talking about the functionality in terms of two types of tissues or the circulatory system, and or you might be talking about the, the functionality between like, you know, an emotional 
um, component and a whole organ system, whatever the case may be, but that's an aspect of chi. And when I stimulate that using a needle or pressure or herb, the relationship starts to change. And people mm-hmm. go, oh, well, that doesn't sound so like weird. Like you didn't mention Jedi's at all. That's strange, mm-hmm. right? You know, right. it's like, okay, so you know, the lens by which, you know, the, the language is used, like, and, and always, you know, aspects in terms of, like, the observation of nature. So when we say it's like a wind-heat rash, you know, people are like, what are you talking, you've got wind and heat, like, this is, mm-hmm. you know, like, pretty woo-woo, you know, like, okay, we've got an excess of fire or a deficiency fire happening. People are like, what are you talking about? But all we're talking about is a metaphoric base in terms of, like, what we're seeing. So, for example, like, the like a wind heat rash where you see an aspect where the the skin has gone red so you can call that aspects of heat it feels hot it moves and wanders around the body like wind might mm-hmm. it has like a damp exudate so it's a damp heat rash you know mm-hmm. you itch it and it starts to weep right the terminology i think is off putting a little bit just because people kind of like oh I, I don't have like wood and fire and water in my body. Like, what do you metal? Like, what are you talking about? But when you use the, when you break that down for people, I think it's really, you know, it's understandable. I mean, it's not, it's not literal. It is all metaphorical. Yeah, and I just had a realization is that, you know, Chinese medicine came from China, and then Chinese language is very metaphorical. Yeah. Like even their characters are like little pictures of different things representing different things. Totally. You know, so had, had they more, and I mean, thank God they didn't because the, like, the language is beautiful and I love all the metaphor, but had it been more of a, more of a Western tradition coming up, mm-hmm. then it might have been a lot more clear and like, yeah. you know, it wouldn't have said wind, it would have said, mm-hmm. I don't know, some made up word that is yep. based off some Latin thing that. It's just so beautiful. Um, is there, is there like a way you can describe Chinese medicine for like the layperson to like, like if somebody is like, hey, oh, I know people that have done acupuncture, but I just don't get it. Like what? It sounds weird. Mm-hmm. There's needles. Like, yeah. But I want to try it because I've tried everything else or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think you know the. I think the piece that I always like kind of go back to is just the idea of saying like, you know, obviously your body like responds to stimulation and different stimulation will give you different responses. And what we have found, I use the word we very loosely, the royal, the royal we. Standing on the shoulders of giants. I did not discover any of these points. But we, we. (laughs) the collective we, have found that there are certain places that you can touch into the body, generally that have stronger nervous innervation, that when you stimulate them using a needle or pressure or electricity or whatever, it creates a response in the body that is repeatable and fairly specific. Mm -hmm. And so what Chinese medicine is excellent at doing is taking a look at your whole overall aspect of health and using the strength of these points and their repeatable sort of functionality to stimulate the body in a specific way to get responses. So that might give you responses in terms of physicality, it might give you responses in terms of emotional aspects, all of which you can kind of target and play with. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the, the, 
beauty of it is it's not adding anything into the body. It's not like we've got the whiz-bang sauce, well, and now you're going to be fine. It's we're going to stimulate the body to do the work that it naturally wants to do. And we're focusing the body's intention and resources in specific ways to help with the place that we see is that's out of balance that allows you to kind of get back in balance. And that's kind of the the real key in acupuncture is finding the the you know the linchpin or the keystone. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that I'm going to treat. I'm going to fix this, and everything else is going to fall into place. It's often not that easy. There's usually mm-hmm. two or three layers that you kind of got to go through. But sometimes there's like you know you do one or two points. It's like oh that was it. There it is. We got change happening. You know, mm-hmm. and I think the the idea that you're using the body's resources to do that just makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously you got to add different things, add medicine. And I use the metaphor all the time that like acupuncture is kind of, I mean like it's the skill set but herbs and food are the material so like if you have somebody coming in to like renovate your kitchen they have a skill set good at tiling they can you know put down flooring they can you know do drywall they're wicked at mudding taping awesome if they don't have the material or tool to do that it, it you know we got a problem, right? So mm-hmm. you say to the guy, I want you to like renovate my kitchen, but I want you to reuse the drywall and put up a new wall. It's mm-hmm. like, man, that's a little tough. And that's kind of what we do with the body is sometimes we're like, man, we want the body to heal, but you don't give it the proper like material and nutrition to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so acupuncture, very good at directing resources, doing the actual work, herbs, food, that's the nutritive aspect, the material by which you can do that. And that's mm-hmm. why the formulas are so brilliant. You got like a sprain or a break, you got formulas that are really good at like repairing tissue. But that's why you wouldn't give that formula if somebody had like, you know, an exterior pathogen where it would be better if it was diaphoretic and they could start to sweat it out a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's why these two formulas are different. And why you need somebody that knows what they're talking about and knows your condition to be giving you this stuff because, you know, not all things are created equally, mm-hmm. right? And and used at different times, you know. So you know, like super hot chili peppers, they're awesome in some dishes, really good. But you put them in, I don't know, like what's weird that yeah, chili... I'm trying to think because like ice cream is good. Yeah, I was going to think is good. Jelly's pretty good too. I was thinking chocolate. Yeah, that, that's all right. Um, <laughs> maybe it's a bad example. <laughs> yeah, maybe chili. Maybe chili peppers are the answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I suppose. Chili peppers are not good for everybody. Right. Right. Maybe maybe you could the delivery system of chili peppers plays well with a lot of people or a lot of <laughs> other foods, but it does not play well with all people right. and their condition. Right. Yeah, I love that. And I feel that you know you're talking about uh, oh I forget exactly how you said it, but just what I see is that you know, people are people are realizing that you know, Western medicine, it might be really powerful, but that that's also the kind of the bad thing sometimes is that it's so powerful that like these other things are coming in at the same time. So it's like, okay, now we have to deal with this. Now we have to deal with this. Whereas like, I feel like Chinese medicine is kind of like the opposite where it's like, it kind of, we try to go from like the bottom up, you know, rather than just like smack whatever's going with like the strongest thing possible Mm because like that's usually coming from somewhere yeah you know you do have to clear what's happening but yeah like why did it develop what's happening and i mean you can say something for example you could say okay like um chemotherapy super smart you know in terms of like like 
it's effective but mm-hmm. strong, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people, night sweats, dry mouth, heart palpitations. Like there's some stuff that happens because it's very toxic and it's very hot. Mm-hmm. And the game is you take the, the poison and hope that you live longer mm-hmm. than the bad guys. I mean, that's the deal. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, Chinese medicine says, okay, it burns off a lot of your fluids. This is the yin aspect of the body. This is why you're getting the deficiency heat that's rising up. All right? We're going to do some stuff to clear deficiency heat and nourish the yin of the body. And there are points that you can use and there's, you know, formulas that you can take. And, and so, you know, that, that um, complementary aspect, I think, is, is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the understanding that, like, the body can only fall apart in a limited amount of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the other thing about Chinese medicine in general. Like, our, our diagnosis and our, our um, you know way that we look at things we can you know this is that classic like you know same disease different treatment different treatment same disease right you know it's it's this idea that like okay within a disease itself you may have you know four or five ways that the body fell apart we'd call those syndromes in chinese medicine right yin deficiency qi stagnation blood stasis whatever and within the same disease name um somebody comes in with fibromyalgia or comes in with ms or comes in with and that's the beauty it doesn't matter new whiz bang disease only 20 people diagnosed with it uh, you know Mm. I've won the lottery in reverse here I am I don't need to know that disease what Mm. I need to know is what's happening in the body based on the signs and symptoms that I see that gives me the syndrome that is presenting itself and so I can treat that whereas in western medicine you say if you have this disease this is what we are doing for you and I think that's where, you know, not I think, this is where you see, like, different meds that have um, different, like, um, side effects. Mm -hmm. Doesn't happen for everybody, but that's why the side effects are so weirdly varied, you know, may cause diarrhea or constipation or fever or rashes (laughs) or loss of consciousness (laughs) or hair loss or, you know, all the, like, just a big list that seems very unrelated. And the reason being is that they are unrelated in the sense that if you look at, like, within the disease, let's say there's, like, four or five syndromes. One person is yin deficient, real dry. Other person has blood stagnation. Other person has excess heat, all causing the disease. And their signs and symptoms always show up a little bit different too, right? You know, not everybody that walks in with fibro presents exactly the same. Not everybody that walks in with, you know whatever disease, pick one, presents exactly the same. They're all varied, right? And so Chinese medicine says, listen, based on the syndrome, I'm going to treat it differently because the syndrome is really important. That's what's going on in the body. Western medicine goes, you got this disease. We found this drug that tends to, on the most part, treat it. And it probably will. But that's why the side effects are so weird because you got four different syndromes. And now when they take the drug, you got the person that's really dry, and this drug tends to nourish. Okay, so you don't get any symptoms, but it tends to moisten. And now you've got somebody who's got like a lot of damp in the body, but now they got these weird like lots of diarrhea. They've got like edema. It's like, well, why in the same diseases? Because the syndrome's different, and that's oh, where like yeah. the drug stuff's a little bit, you know, kind of. But and will happen with herbal formulas too. You take right. the wrong herbal formula for the wrong syndrome bad things happen you're really like excessively young and you take like a big young tone of fire it's going to cook you and you're going to feel like garbage right 
Whereas somebody in the same boat that has the same disease was really, uh, you know, uh, really young deficient. You take that formula, boom, they feel better, right? And so this is that sort of like piece in terms of like meds, right? And Western medicine where they, I just don't, don't think they quite go to that same like syndrome piece, right? right? And, and that is where I think you see the complementary aspect of Chinese medicine being so effective right. because you can say, oh, listen, you're, you're experiencing this because this is your syndrome and we know that these points are really good to help with that and that will kind of like correct things. We've got uh-huh. lots of patients that are on very different meds and Chinese medicine and acupuncture works well to help moderate those. Mm-hmm. You know, It's never going to fix it, fix it. But the med isn't going to fix it either. Yeah. You know, very few meds do you take, and then you're like, and now things are better. Right. With the, you know, with the exception of like antibiotics that like stop like you know a, a bacterial infection, uh-huh. right? Um, you know, you're on high blood pressure meds. You're on blood pressure med like, this is you, right? You know, like that's the deal. And so you know, again, with acupuncture, it tends not to like fix it fix it but perhaps it works on functionality of systems to help strengthen things and maybe you need less of those meds some people may be able to get off of them right yeah but they probably are going to continually need the stimulation and the the work in terms of like the body work that's going to help maintain that but everybody needs body work because you're in a meat suit that's on its way out since day one it's been you know like here it's never been better right and so, you know, that idea that, like, you'll never be have to do any, like, further maintenance is a little crazy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> that's been a huge realization with, uh, with massage therapy is that, you know, I might be able to help somebody get a range of motion that they haven't seen in years. Yeah. But... If they don't change their habits and if they don't start stretching, if sure. they don't start doing maintenance, it's going to be the same again, you know? Or it'll break down in a different way. Like, hey, listen, I got this back and that's awesome. So I started doing jujitsu. Somebody mm-hmm. put me in another thing and bad news bears. You know, for sure. And I mean, I think that's the the nature of the game. Like, I think when we all accept, you just got to maintain the body. It has to happen, you know, because mm-hmm. it is a fluid you know, thing. It's always breaking down and, and is always breaking down. It's literally like on the way out. Like it mm-hmm. just doesn't get better with time, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like wine at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Personalities maybe, but the physical body. Yeah, exactly. It, it peaks. I suppose that is like wine. Uh-huh. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 500, 600 year old wine might not. Not so much. Yeah. No. Beautiful. Can you tell us about this? And I'm uh, holding the book. The book, yeah. So I uh, I finished a project that I've been working on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called From Zong Food to the Channels, um, and it's kind of developing. It's it's it is the piece that I wish I had when I was starting to study um, like channel based acupuncture from Zong Fu acupuncture, mm-hmm. and it is. Um, yeah, it's near and dear to my heart. So it, it goes through all the natures of the channels. It talks about the idea of like the meridian relationships, um, how you would use those relationships to create patterns in the body to be able to like treat channel disharmonies and well, organ disharmonies as well. Um, 
I do my practice. I use a lot of distal needling. It's probably you know like ninety percent distal stuff, um, which I found extremely effective. I mean, I wouldn't do it if I didn't you know find it effective. Um, and so there are a lot of really beautiful books out there in terms of like you know tongue style acupuncture and lots of different techniques. I just never found one that like concisely took all of those theories and said this is why you would get to like a distal place and how you would start to manipulate and use it Mm -hmm. it's not a point book in terms of like it doesn't have all like the tongue points in it they're really great books that do have that and i have listed them in in the text of like Mm -hmm. hey like props to to mccain like this like they're great stuff brad whiz and that stuff's awesome i you know and i i fully recommend all those repeatedly in the book but what this is 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 for somebody that's like I really want to get into that and be able to like grab like a tongue book and be like hey why would I use this point and how would I combine it with other points that's what I feel like I've written I you know like that was kind of the thing that I if if I'd been given that at the start I feel like many hours of scratching my melon would have been you know avoided so I I kind of wanted to write the thing that um you know I felt was missing on the market I didn't want to like redo the same book I mean there's a lot of books out there and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to like kind of put out the same thing but I feel like this is a really beautiful um, introduction to to channel based acupuncture and to be able to grab all those texts and then like like take a look at them be like this makes sense of why I'd use this now Um, I spent some like real time trying to like craft that and there's some tidbits in there in terms of you know just some clinical stuff that you know, um, stories and all kind of stuff, but yeah, it was, a it was, yeah, very, uh, it was nice to get out there in the world. Like I was saying before, I feel a little, it's a little weird having, uh, having a, a book in publication. I feel a little naked in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, I've put some stuff out there and that leaves you open to like criticism or compliments, right? right. Hopefully more compliment than criticism, but it does leave you open. And so, um, it's a weird sort of like another step of like, oh, I'm sort of like laying out my, this is my philosophy of what I think and we'll see what people smarter than me think of that. And uh-huh. so, you know, I, but I, I, I like the way that it turned out. I, I feel like it's, um, it's not massive. It's not huge. I mean, I think it's 80 pages or something like that. Uh-huh. But it's pretty meaty, eh? Like, it, there's not a lot of fluff. There's not a lot of, like, floaty diagrams. I haven't, like, you know, I haven't, like, thickened it up to be like, oh, and look, at it. I, I really gave, like, the meat and potatoes. It is, right. the, it is the text that, like, lays it out, and this is the deal. So, And this is not a first-year textbook. Oh, I think you could read it first year for sure. Yeah? Um, okay. Yeah, I think, uh, I think some stuff might go over your head at the start of first year yeah but i think by the end of first year you know there will be pieces in there i think that will really actually help your development of like looking at at chinese medicine i feel like um i try to you know i mean i mean you've taken classes with me i I really try to like um give the whole picture pretty concisely on lots of stuff and i feel like this you know will be digestible by by first year students. I think I think they'll be able to do it. Not day one for sure, mm-hmm. but like end of kind of second term, something like this. Like once they've gone through foundations, I think that there's some stuff in there that'll be like, oh wait a second, like that makes sense why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um I've really tried to like lay it out as to the the why. It's it's a lot of the like why would you choose certain points? Why would you combine these? Like how does the shape go together in terms of like 
when you're picking points, like what, like how do you know which ones you can use or not use? Can nobody blows up or explodes or anything if you do it wrong? But <laughs> you know what makes it the most effective? Mm-hmm. All right, and there's stuff in there at the end that you know is just kind of clinical pearls, if you will. And yeah, for sure, I think anybody can read that. I'd be a terrible salesman if I was like, no, only, <laughs> only after you've been practicing for yeah. six and a half years. No, yeah, totally. No, but yeah, I, you know, yeah, yeah. So beautiful. You've, 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 from personal experience, you found a hole that you know you're looking to give some assistance for people to bridge some gaps. Yeah, I feel like I said I feel like if somebody had given that to me before, mm-hmm. that's kind of why I wrote. I was like, man. I feel like I have like slogged all through the swamp and up the mountains and if now I see the path why has nobody listed the path mm. and listen not that other people haven't put like good introductions and things like that not that other people haven't written things that are very like laying things out for sure um, but I feel like I've done it in a I gave the Coles notes this mm. is the bit now you can go and read some other stuff on it but like now you know the story and what you're looking at. So if there's pieces that interest you, you can attack it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. So we'll see how it goes. I don't know. We'll see, yeah, thank see you. how it turns out. I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, to close out, um, I can see that, or and I, I mean, I just know this of you from you know, the time we've spent together, but I know that you have just such a massive heart and that you want... You want to be able to assist other people and like make their struggles easier. Thanks, man. Um, do you think this is one of the most important? Like, do you think do you think you value this path or this characteristic like higher than most others, or what do you think is one of your like highest valued characteristics? Yeah, I mean, I think being being of service to to others, I think is is you know probably def- is one of the driving forces for me. I mean, for me, um, like past that, I feel like it's being of service to you know a higher power, right? Mm. You know, however you want to view that. I mean, I have a view on what that is, but I feel like um, you know my life's purpose is to you know shed all the fear and BS in my own character and demonstrate that and, and really be in a place where I can like offer like forgiveness and assistance to people, you know, as much as possible. I mean, I think that really is like the purpose in life. I think mm-hmm. the, the purpose is to develop ourselves and like really display love so that, you know, that becomes, you know, the the thing that we are all embracing and experiencing. Like, I truly believe, like, that is the purpose why we're here Mm -hmm. and why so many people are called to it and why, you know, we have aspects of, like, you know, conscience and all that sort of stuff that says, oh, you did the wrong thing or, you know, all that kind of business. Um, And so I feel like, you know, this medium, you know, I think a lot of people that, that go into, like, the healing arts, if you will, have that, you know, desire. Um, this medium has been, once again, I, you know, it was kind of delivered to me on a weird platter, you know, it's, but I feel like it is, um, one of the most effective transitions between like the emotional, spiritual and the physical. Mm. And it is 
they're so deeply entwined and you have the opportunity to work with both of those so well you know I'm just incredibly grateful and lucky you know I mean not that other mediums are not um, you know doing the same thing but I think Chinese medicine you know really like covers its basis there's just so much to it um, and for me you know like all of those pieces in terms of like you know the physical and metaphysical get tied up in that and it's interesting that like I feel it's funny I, I feel like the the physical form the body is actually you know not important mm-hmm. in terms of like why we're here mm-hmm. it isn't a thing in fact it's something that you should learn to not you know value as much it's it's a thing that you should be like recognizing that it is just a vehicle and there is other stuff that's happening and you shouldn't be too attached to it right mm-hmm. because it's on its way out right um and it's interesting that i use the form to go into that place of attempting to recognize that the form isn't important mm-hmm. and yet if you have a headache or a sore sore shoulder or backache it sucks to be in form mm-hmm. and have that you know kind of ruining your experience and so you need to you need to take care of it but you can't you know value it or cherish it more than anything else it's a weird little dichotomy there it's like i spend a lot of my day needling the tissue to get rid of pain in something that ultimately isn't important right yeah Uh yeah it'd be like be like there's a crumpled up ball of paper you're trying to like get out every single wrinkle even though you're going to be putting it in the fire mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe it's like the uh, the you know the zen sand gardens where you right. spend an incredible amount of time making it perfect yeah. only to remove it immediately exactly. because of its non-lasting nature that you like you need to recognize that we can't be attached to it even though we spent so much time putting it together it was the putting it together and the being in that place and being present with it uh-huh. that was the thing yeah 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 the journey and the destiny the journey and the lessons not the destination mm-hmm. so it's like beyond cliche but it's like it's so true it's 100 percent true you know uh-huh. especially since the destination is a box you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally <laughs> Oh, so good. Dude, thank you so much. I just got to say that the work that you've done on yourself and that you've seek to do and the person that you've intended to become is like really shining through, whether it's in your teaching or in your, in your practice or in your fatherhood, who you, who you are in your heart is obvious and undeniable to anybody that meets you. Thanks, man. You're a serious inspiration. Oh, Thank you very much, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'm really glad to know you. I'm glad to know you as well. I really appreciate you. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, man. We got to do another one of these sometime. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Cool. I, yeah, I learned a lot, and I'm sure other people did too. Um, is there uh, a space where people can reach out to you if they have questions, or where can they find the book? Or So, at the moment, I'm like throwing together a website. It's just going to be drfradsham.com. Um but uh, for sure, you can reach me via email, um, just drfradsham at gmail. Um, book will be available on the website, um, or if you email me, I will happily mail one out to you. 
um, yeah, they've got some at the school. Um, mm, sweet. You know, but uh, for sure, you can send me an email and I'll happily mail one out. And, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Um, do you want to share uh, where you're where you're practicing right now? Yeah, so in I, Calgary. Yeah, Calgary. so so I'm at Acupuncture Collective. Uh, we're down on Seventeenth Avenue uh, in the Southwest, just across the street from uh, ATB. Um, we're on the eighth floor of uh, the building there. Real nice space. It's cool. It's a it's a weird building actually because it's mm. um, it's you know two levels are commercial. And the rest are residential, so it's an apartment building. They've just taken two floors, and they're like, "I guess we'll just put businesses in here." <laughs> so the offices have been like redone. They've just knocked out like walls, but it's cool because you get these big, like full-walled, uh, you know, patio doors, yeah. like windows, right? So you're looking out over over past Seventeenth, and it's like a really nice space. It's a it's a bit of a trip. I really like yeah. working there. It's good. Yeah, it is a really good space. Yeah, I love and the deck. Yeah, the decks are really nice. We go out there, and you know, in the summer. And, yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so acupuncturecollective.com. Um, you know, you can come and play in the clinic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it. He's amazing. And the other practitioners are great there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody there is really awesome. I'm, you know, really lucky to be working with a lot of acupuncturists, and uh, that makes for such a great space. Lots of people do different things. Um, I definitely, like... My last couple of years, I've really focused on a lot of like stroke recovery work, mm-hmm, um, right. brain injury, stroke recovery, um, you know, neuro stuff, which has been amazing. And and there's like a beauty in terms of like the channel work that we were talking about here is like the idea that like if you have something like a stroke or a brain injury, you can't like needle it. It's, they, it's frowned upon heavily. You can't <laughs> massage it. It's like it's not a thing, right? Yeah. And so the use of acupuncture and the channels distally yeah. to like stimulate the neural pathways is brilliant, right? And we get really good results. It's you know it's been super, super gratifying. You know, watching people's like you know their um, their quality of life change, right? You know, somebody's had a, something like a stroke and lose use of a hand or driving or speech or you know just being able to do things like hey, like now I can grip a pan so I'm able to like you know cook dinner for everybody and I'm able to like participate in a different way it's allowed me to like you know just regain certain aspects of like autonomy in my life that's like super satisfying I mean there's some brilliant like you get to play like the you know kind of like needle sudoku of like which points are going to like really like get that hand going and how do I like clinically it's super fun Mm -hmm. um yeah, you can say it's super fun. I mean, that's not offensive. It is. It's really <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, fun. oh, this is super fun. Yeah. You know, it's great to be able to, like, do that. But it's also really personally satisfying. It's, like, a really beautiful thing. Like, I mean, you know how it is. Like, when you when you help somebody and you're of service to them, um, you know, there's no more gratifying thing, right? It's, it's, I mean, it is why you're doing what you're doing. So when you get, like, real changes in in aspects of people's lives when they've had something happen that like you know is extremely physically and emotionally traumatic I mean that's such a a beautiful place and it's opened up so many um brilliant conversations about the why did this happen Uh some physical some metaphysical right aspects of like you know being able to like really work with people through their healing I mean there's just a lot of stuff that happens and you can see you know depending upon how people respond to things like that like any sort of um 
influence, you know, any sort of not disaster, but like problem that people are faced with. Some people face it with like, what a great challenge, and other people face it with like, why me, you know? And so you get to like see where people go, and you can watch their like development and change. You can see them come at peace with certain things. You can see them like, you know, rise to the occasion. And that again is like that beautiful human drama that you get to like play a little role in and be like, wow, I got to like be a small part of like them developing and growing. Like, it's it's brilliant, right? Yeah, it's cool. Uh-huh. So, I think that kind of sums up Chinese medicine. It sums up like doing the work we do, right? It's yeah, like yeah. just that place of like you get to play a small role in watching somebody like become who they really are. Mm-hmm. You know, really like go through it and like you know that's such a such a cool thing right it's really special you know and definitely there are you know sore shoulders a sore shoulder and sometimes you don't get like the aha moment not everybody walks out with like uh, Mm. but there are times where like you know you talk with people and like the miracle happens like something like profoundly changes in them Uh and it's like when you get to be a part of that just to witness it like nothing fills the cup more than that right Uh that's good I gosh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, brother. Appreciate Thanks for it. having me. It's yeah, good of to course. See you. Likewise, always. We'll do it again. Heck yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. All right, people. Check out the links. Get the book. Try acupuncture. Try acupuncture. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Go forgive someone. Go forgive someone. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks again. My pleasure, man. Thank you. Okay. Cool. See you later, people. <laughs>